In this episode of The Full Nerd, the fastest SSD ever, the state of HDR and FreeSync 2, and Andy's got a deal for you. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 49, being broadcast to you live from someone's armpit because we have no <laughs> air conditioning in the studio today. Thank you, Macworld. I'm your host, Gordon Mong, with co-host Brad Charkas. Episode 49, that's almost 50. I know, it's crazy. What almost do we over do the to hill. celebrate? Uh, cake. Uh, I'll wear Just pants. another number. Just another number. Uh, Lainey Yee. Hi, everybody. And, of course, Adam Patrick Murray, who will now try to derail the whole thing. Brad, did you just say you'd wear pants for a change, meaning that you don't usually wear pants? Yeah, to celebrate, I put some pants on. Oh, okay, <laughs> nice. Now, now we know what happens uh, on off camera for all these Beauty episodes. Working from home. It, it took us fifty episodes to get to the bottom of what was oh, in the bottom I see of what the you frame. Did there. <laughs> Does anybody yeah. do that though? You ever like work when you work in a home and you just sit there with like no pants on? That's just like no, normal, I- right? I have a leather office chair, so that would be like the worst thing to catch. Oh boy! <laughs> Not, well, I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of nice. It's kind of nice. I should try it. Everybody should try that. Working from home without any pants on. It's it's cool. Or shorts, I guess. Shorts work too, but not the same. You got to get the full effect. You got to sit there in your undies at work. At work. Yes. Well, you know, while working, yeah, well, okay. while working, working. All right. we so getting paid. What are you doing? We're running out of time. I'm wasting it already. Yeah. First topic, though, Samsung 970 Pro NVMe M.2 PCIe drive by four fastest SSD ever. Is it? Well, our review, which you can read on PCWorld.com, written by John Jacoby, says, yeah, it is indeed the fastest SSD ever, which is not exactly a surprise because, as we know, everyone knows, uh, Samsung has been kicking butt in SSDs, right? I mean, the 960 is pretty prevalent, right? I mean, I have a couple. Uh, right. You know, 960 is awesome. This is more awesome, apparently. Yeah. Well, Slightly I, more awesome, it seems. Yeah. I mean, how much faster is it? Is it really? Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Does it really matter that much? It is faster. The bars are longer, but... I mean, who, who's, who, who do you think it's going to affect the most? Like, content creators like me? or I mean, come on. I, I mean, it can't be a, a gamer. Like, it can't make big difference for games, right? I, I honestly don't think it does. I mean, my experience has been level loads don't... You know, once you get past the horribleness of a hard drive, it doesn't really yep. change that much. And a lot of it is really just simply all the textures being decompressed in real time so you can your cpu can slow you down as much and then it's not really the the drive intense load that that people think it is at least the last time i looked so we should it's nice though i have a 960 pro the old one yeah uh and playing sea of thieves the xbox uh microsoft's xbox cross platforms you play with people from xbox and pc mm-hmm. the pc storage already has advantage so you load in much faster after you kill somebody or you die or whatever yeah the and the uh, nvme drive makes it just a little bit faster than a standard ssd so you get in back in after death like a full 20 or 30 seconds faster than the xbox players oh, I, sorry i didn't my mic cut out there brad would you say <laughs> You get a full 20, 30 seconds faster back respawn before Xbox players. You can just keep whomping them. Mm. Yeah, it sounded like Brad said it was like a 20 to 
Do they really allow you to play against Xbox players? Yep. It's not a big deal in that game. It's not like an intense first person. I, I, I mean, I got to say, like loading in faster though. I I, I didn't even think about that because uh, obviously you're gonna you know you're, you you got to stay on that ship for a little bit and then when you can go back in, yeah, it's got to reload. But I, I didn't I didn't think the advantages that you could have <clears throat> of that to get yeah, back on huge. your ship. Yeah, twenty or thirty seconds though. That's insane. I mean, but that but that's yeah. pretty typical. I I, f- I feel like a lot of console games like the load times are are pretty significant compared to PC. Especially yep. if you have an M- NVMe. But isn't that just Hard a respawn, though? Why, why in the world would it? It's just a respawn. Why would you need to? Well, cause it lo- you get booted into like a yeah. ghost ship, and then you have to respawn back into the world after. <clears throat> hmm. So, wow, that's that's bizarre. That's an edge case, though. That's not typical. Typically, a standard SSD, SSD do you find for PC games. Right. I mean, yeah, for PC <laughs> games, NVMe versus SATA is not a huge deal, or a regular TLC drive. And I don't mm-hmm. think it's a big deal, but I'm just surprised that they would not fix that because i remember that's how it was way back you know in you know battlefield in the battlefield 1942 and a lot of games of that sort of vintage you'd have <laughs> you know this is i'm really dating myself here but if you had a 10,000 rpm wd you know raptor drive Ooh, you would load in like 10,000 and you'd be running you know raid 0 cuz that's what you did way back then <laughs> and you would load in like 15 seconds ahead of everybody you'd you would be halfway to the spawns when they even bothered to load in which is crazy if you think about it. For a game like that, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's just, I, I got to say, that's a developer issue. That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with them letting the slow Xbox hard drive spin slower while I'm in there killing all the dudes. <laughs> it makes you think, like, you want to basically have a RAM drive and just run the game out of a RAM drive. So you could spawn, <laughs> like, 12 times before they've even spawned once. Well, Bastel, Bastel, we, I always mess this up, uh, over on Twitch said uh, it averages out because Xbox players survive 30 seconds longer, you know, so then uh, yeah, they're just better, you know. So. Wait. Why would they? Because they're they're just better. They survive thirty seconds longer, so then the PC players have to die and then come back quicker. I was just thinking that in the end, it kind of works out because they can only respawn five times. In the meantime, you've respawned twenty five times, so they die fewer times because you only have like in one game. If you're on an Xbox, you only load in like five times or something. Whereas <laughs> I don't know, you I just mean, you just have to be better, you know. That's just crazy, though. I mean, that's just, I don't know. That, that to me, is a failure of a, of a game design there, because you should at least balance it. That's, that would just suck. Did you imagine Counter-Strike being like that? Like, where you just, like, you're spawning, like, hey, what's happening? Everybody's dead. Like, and then guys everybody's, like, go? standing right around you waiting for you to spawn in. That that's That that's, would be funny. That is not good. But, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, though. I got to say, I, I do I do think we are kind of getting to the point where do you really would do you really need... If you had a 960 Pro, would you go out and buy a 970 no. Pro? No. I mean, no. It's a, these are all incremental. Yeah. And, and what also, I think is interesting is how uh, more budget NVMe drives are available now. Like, uh, <clears throat> alongside the 970 Pro, Samsung also released the 970 Evo. Yeah, uh, and that's competing with Western Digital's WD Black 3D NVMe, I think it's called. Yeah, and both of those are just under 960, 970 Pro performance for like 30 percent less or something like that. Yeah, yeah. How, how, how much less. is the 970? Oh my gosh, like 300 something for 500 gigs, I think. It's pretty pricey. And like 600 uh, yeah. something for the one terabyte version. Huh. Yeah, yeah it's 330 for 500 gigs, 630 for one terabyte. Yeah, I mean, but I, f- I feel like uh, SSD prices uh, come down pretty good, though, right, over time. Uh, 
they no? used to. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, which is one of the Good reasons point. why I think one of the things I wrote down on paper for this year was that prices were not going to get better until 2019. <laughs> and so. how do we determine the answer for that? Because I feel like the prices have gotten better. That, mm, mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. I like how Brad no. and I both are like, mm. What's well, okay. <laughs> She's already, a, she already ground up her paper and she's steeping it in that hot water right now. Uh, so. <laughs> Did you see it steam up my glasses a moment ago? <laughs> Why? So, so for I, com- go ahead. For comparison, we're saying the uh, 970 Pro is 330 bucks for 500 gigs. The Western Digital Black 3D NVMe drive is uh, 230 bucks oh. for 500 gigs. So $100 cheaper for Same. 85 to 90% of the performance. So what are you giving up, though? Like uh, like warranty length, maybe? Is it like a shorter warranty? or? Yeah, I and believe the warranty platter. is a little shorter. There definitely is. Uh, there are some things where the uh, Samsung 970 Pro is faster. I don't know if it really applies that much to what people do on their desktop. I'm trying to figure out. Paper not because <laughs> I I'm track prices. I track prices, Gordon. I'm tracking it right yeah, now. Uh, yeah, don't don't talk to Elena about prices. She obviously knows prices. Well, see, it's too new. The WD Black hasn't changed at all because it just came out. Yeah, uh, John Malkovich the, uh, on YouTube says Samsung warranties suck. Do they? Why? They're five years long. Yeah. Samsung warranties are pretty good. They're five years, including this is the first time the 970 Evo. This is the first time the Evo drive has a five-year warranty that matches the pro and uh samsung's magician ssd management software is like best in class so there are some advantages to going with the samsung hardware mm. Mm. all right but, so, so evo used to be three years uh i forget if it was three or four but it wasn't five mm. 960 pro one terabyte previous generation one terabyte uh right now camel camel yeah i'm looking at that chart it looks like this well (laughs) it dropped down to 580 in august and it crept back up and it's kind of like it's hard to say it's kind of trending back up but it seems to be bouncing around quite a bit it's been bouncing but pretty much on average holding stagnant as brad said average is 619 uh, lowest is five seventy seven. So of course one one terabyte's pretty. Pr- that has always been an expensive drive, though. The good news is compared to last year, prices aren't going up necessarily anymore. <laughs> yes. They're just stuck at their high level. Yep. It's uh, it's, it's something like we can celebrate. Cards. Yeah, we can celebrate the fact that prices haven't gone higher. You know. Yay. Yeah. Oh wait, let's a more common one terabyte. Okay, one terabyte nine sixty Evo, which has kind of been the. So it was 480 for a long time. Actually came out of 480, and now it's down to 450. So yeah, not a. It's not really changing. It never much. really dropped much at all. That's actually quite a surprise. I got to say. No, I I usually base uh, the trend off of the sale prices, because sale prices as they start to drop generally indicate what the uh, non-sale prices will do as well. Yeah. If they're going to start to move. Well, then, I mean, because I got to say, the Debbie, the, the, I mean, as much as we're here to talk about the, hey, Samsung, awesome drive, but, you know, that WD Black is a pretty, pretty damn good deal, right? It's one yes. terabyte is. So what are we talking in terms of read writes? Oh, God, I have to pull the chart up. Let's get some stats. <laughs> yeah, we, we need to print off some. Uh, some charts. Uh, some charts and graphs. <laughs> People love charts and graphs, Gordon. Yeah, they they do love yeah. them. Especially, they want them on paper too. Especially John. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand it because if people say, oh, "I want to see it on paper," then people say, "Like, oh, we do want it. We don't want to see it on paper." Quit, quit wasting paper. <laughs> yeah. No, it's recycle. Yeah. We, we recycle the paper though. Killing trees. 
I'm supporting. Yeah, it's interesting. The uh, nine six, the Samsung's nine uh, NVMe SSDs have like been the best NVMe SSDs since they've come out, basically. Right. But uh, in our best SSD roundup, we now say, hey, the WD Black actually surpassed it because the performance is right in the ballpark and it's so much cheaper. Yeah. So let's look at uh, random writes 4K uh, queued up to eight uh, eight threads. Uh, and this is where you really see the uh, 970 Pro do really well at about 1.5 gigs a second. The WD Black NVMe, though, not looking too shabby at about 1.4, so not that far behind, honestly. And then when you go to uh, 970 Evo, which is, you know, a, a TLC, 3D TLC drive, uh, it's about 1 gig. So you're looking at 1.5 versus 1 gig, 4K writes, very, you know, 4K does matter a lot, honestly. Big jump between the two series. Yeah, of course, you know, the one issue, though, that is high Q-depth, and, you know, it, we hear all the Intel marketing. Uh, Intel says, you know, low Q-depth is where it really matters, and uh, random read, yeah, it's pretty much, it's a wash. Uh, one With one thread, one Q, Chrysodis Mark 6, 970 Pro is 55, which is dead even with a 970 Evo, and then the the WD, you know, NVMe drive is down there at 39. So an Optane, of course, would would kill these things in random reads um but it'd be way too tiny and then of course that's up, uh go ahead obtains only available in uh full-sized like pcie drives they're not available in nvme are they yeah yeah they come in by two nvme drives so <laughs> the, the what's it the p was it i can't i can't remember p800 the one that just came out recently um and it was actually kind of aimed at enthusiast market at about 120 100 Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot like about a, that one. It was, was really. One. It was like, wow, this is <laughs> really low density. Where are you trying to? It's basically the equivalent of coming out with the seventy-four gig, you know, WD Rapture drive. So back in the day, that was like, wow, that's awesome. It's seventy-four gigs though, right? <laughs> and I think it was like thirty-six. I think were the first ten K drives. And you know, ten K drives were a big deal for a while. And I think Intel's like, well, you run two of these in RAID zero, it's you know, it'll smoke everything out there, which I I accept, I believe that, but I'm not going for that capacity for most people. Uh, and then also, uh, also <clears throat> sequential reads, it's pretty much a wash. Uh, Q depth of thirty two one thread, Crystal Disc Mark six again, nine seventy Evo three point five, uh, nine seventy. Uh, Pro 3.5, pretty much dead even, and hmm. the WD Black 3.4 gig second, pretty much who cares. Close. Where you sir, where you really see the differences in writes, sequential writes using high Q depth. That mm. Pro with you know all the different controllers, you know the multiple controllers hitting in parallel, 2.7 gigs, right? A WD Black is 2.3 gigs, and the uh, 970 Evo, you know, a lot more economical, a lot fewer channels, 1.2 gigs a second, so. I mean, but that that uh, uh, that uh, the hard drive that, that that's not bad though. I mean, what, what do you say? It's, what was the difference? Like, it, for what? For the the two the between the Pro and the uh, Evo? Yeah, yeah, for no for sequential reads, which is what you might do. A lot of people is pretty much it's a wash. I mean, that's yeah one of the issues I I do think with a lot of uh, SSD testing is it is a little. I mean, can I swear to God if you sat someone down. And they had an NVMe drive, a 970 Pro, and you know a, a SATA drive. You'd be hard pressed to tell the difference. Hmm. Right? Yeah, unless Every you're moving day. like yeah. lots of files. Right. 
Right. You would definitely be able to tell there. <clears throat> one of the tests uh, Jacoby does is he, he uses RAM drive and he copies those from the RAM drive. Um, one is a folder full of files. The other one's a single large VHD. So. Hmm. Uh, Sai says, uh, you know, he always looks at uh, price over performance. Uh, he would go with the WD drive. Yeah. I mean, that's the hard sell, right? I mean, I don't... What you're getting out of this? It I mean, yeah, really it, hard. To... If you wanted to bump over something at like the Evo level, but you didn't want to pay for the Samsung 970 Pro, it's a really great compromise. Like nice mm -hmm. in between option. Yeah, and I think. We've... I think at this point. Yeah, go ahead. I think at this point that uh, Pro is finally becoming like the appropriate name for these because, like, I think the reason you would want to get this is if that last ten percent of difference makes such a huge difference to your workloads that it's worth spending the extra hundred bucks for yeah yeah that's true i, do, I don't bet for most people though probably not mm -hmm. most people would be mm -hmm. really happy with the with the evo or the or the uh, wd black drive so it yep. does it is going to be a challenge for ssd vendors at this point because <laughs> even the really cheap and bad low-end drives are performing pretty well i gotta say your 35 dollars you know? specials <laughs> well not 35 dollars but you're getting right along with your uh your cardboard power supplies <laughs> yeah i mean for a pro i guess yeah like brad says i mean that makes a lot of sense if you're a pro yeah you you can justify it but for most people no they're just not going to do it so i do wonder where the ssd drive industry is going to go at that point so where do they mm -hmm. go up to a, a buy eight interface are we what are we going to do or is it just come down to a capacity war and a lot of the benchmarks, a lot of the tests, fairly synthetic. Your average person is probably not going to see a difference at all. Right, but mm -hmm. I have to wonder, like, is this really meant for your average person? Or is it actually more of like a budget option for business enterprise application? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would think <clears throat> they just have a very high-end Halo product that, you know, people like Adam, people who are content creators might want. But everybody else... New, go cheap. <laughs> that's what the Evo line is for. Yeah, that's what the Evo. And, you know, these these other TLC drives, they're never really not bad. Although I gotta say I have some really bad ones though. I have I I just we just have some bulk SSDs that I store all the games on when I do CPU benchmarking <laughs> and they are Yeah, but they're old at this point, aren't they? Yeah, I mean I guess if you count you know, eighteen months old or fourteen months, year and a half ago, but Oh, man, they are just like hard drive slow. They really are. I mean, you know, but now they're actually reasonably fast, I think. So just sucky. I think it's still lingers because I was looking at uh, Newegg had some incredible deals on some SSDs that shall remain nameless because I haven't tested them. But there was like, you know, 100 is a standard SATA drive, but it was like $36 for 128 gigabytes yep. or something like that. Jeez. And wow. I was looking at it, and all of the reviews said this says it's an SSD, but it does not perform like an SSD. So <laughs> yeah. it is—it's still something to watch out for. Even though a lot of the big name ones have conquered the issue that initially came out with TLC drives, it's still out there if you're not being careful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should see the trick when you're just doing a file copy. I mean, after maybe the first. You know, one gig or 500 megs, then it drops down to write speeds of like 70 megs a second. Wow. <laughs> it's Jeez. really not pretty. So oh. it's actually kind of fun to watch it like <laughs> crater off. Of it. Real fun. Yeah. Yeah, really. Especially Real when you're copying fun. over, you know, 400 gigs worth of Steam games. Like that, is, <laughs> that is really fun. 
Uh, do we have any more lingering SSD questions? No, no. Uh, John Malkovich uh, had uh, you know clarified that uh, he doesn't like Samsung warranties because uh, what is it? Uh, refurb, uh, refurb after ninety days, or no replacement uh, within ninety days, and then after that it's a refurb for five years. Uh, so he's mm. he's not. Afraid. Oh, I'm actually surprised that you get a replacement in ninety days because you know how it is with a lot of these companies now. You. <laughs> You can buy a brand new phone, have a problem one month in, they will give you a refurb, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's a $1,000 phone, right? Yeah. They'd be like, hey, yeah, here you go. This this iPhone's got like cheddar cheese jammed in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Refurb, here you go. Yeah, it really does suck. So that, that's not that bad. Well, do we want to move to uh, Brad's Adventures in uh, FreeSync 2? Yes, yes, I do. I want to hear because of all about FreeSync 2 and the state of HDR. Brad is going to catch us up on that. Yeah, so AMD contacted me recently and said, hey, you know, FreeSync 2 monitors are out now. Uh, we have this Samsung CHG70 gaming monitor that we want you to try out. So, you know, I was trying it out. It's a big 32-inch monitor, curved, uh, 2560 by 1440, uh, kind of one millisecond response time. It's fast. It, it gets kind of iffy because it's a VA panel. Uh, but basically, it's the best monitor I've ever used. And I use a bunch of monitors. So I replaced a 4K G-Sync panel to use this. So, mm, you know, I have a bunch of monitors around the office. It's the best one I've used. It's it's great. Um, <clears throat> the interesting about it is that it's my first chance outside of trade shows to try an HDR PC panel and my first time to try a FreeSync 2 uh, monitor, which is AMD's higher tier version of FreeSync that adds some extra goodies, like it mandates low frame rate compensation, which uh, means basically if you dip below the FreeSync range, it'll still look silky smooth, hmm. just like uh, G-Sync does. That's not a requirement in standard FreeSync, but it is in FreeSync too. Uh, <clears throat> and it changes the way the monitor reacts when you activate HDR content. And that was actually the most interesting takeaway to me from this whole experience. Not so much the monitor itself, but the state of PC HDR. Because now we see HDR panels starting to come out. And doing these tests, HDR blows me away, but it is so wonky in Windows right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah it's bad. Um, to even see... Like, if you want to go watch a Netflix video or if you want to go watch a YouTube video, first you have to, like, scramble around to try and find HDR content to begin with. It's not very clear. There's not a whole lot of it. <clears throat> and uh, in order to actually see it in HDR, it won't automatically boot into HDR. If you press play on it, even though you're using the HDR monitor, it'll show up in standard dynamic range. Hmm. <clears throat> you actually have to go into the Windows display settings, activate a button that says enable HDR colors, and then the whole rest of the monitor goes like a nasty, grayish, light tone. Mm. But the HDR content looks great. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Is that a one-time thing, or do you have to do that every time you load HDR content? Every time. You go, before you turn on the HDR video, you have to go turn on the HDR. The screen goes gray. You boot up your video. It's bright and colorful and wonderful. I mean, oh. it really does. Like, it blows my mind looking at it. It's great. And this is only, this particular panel, I'm using it right now, is only uh, 600 nits of brightness, 
which doesn't hit the thousand nits of brightness that you're supposed to hit for HDR10, hmm. but it's still great con- contrast ratios, very bright. It's a great picture. Uh, but when you're done viewing an HDR video, you have to go back into this play settings, Jesus. turn it back off, uh. otherwise Windows stays ugly and gray. So oh. it's actually in Windows. This is not a this is not a graphics card level switch. No, HDR is not. No, you gotta you gotta muck around with Windows in order to get HDR content. Wow, it's it's a mess. Um, FreeSync two though, it makes it so that monitors will detect when games are running in HDR, and then when you boot up that game with HDR activated, it'll automatically switch the monitor to HDR. So it takes care of the problem for games. Sorry. So after I go into uh, Far Cry Five, Destiny two other games I was playing and I activated HDR if I came out of the game <clears throat> it would revert back to standard you know windows color space the standard desktop like you expect it but uh when you boot the game back up the screen will flicker it'll restart in HDR mode and you'd never have to worry about playing with the uh window settings which is great compared to what you have to do for videos how does Far Cry 5 look with HDR because that's one of the games I can think of did you try that yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, it looks most amazing. All HDR content, in my opinion, looks most amazing when you can find like big outdoor vistas or if you can find like a dark area punctuated by bits of light. Mm-hmm. And it just like this screen has a this again, the Samsung CHG 70 has a very, very like great contrast ratios, bright colors out of the box and HDR. It just like kicks it up a notch. and It's it's outstanding. Brad, uh, that, do, you, do you have an HDTV at home? Or I'm, not. I'm sorry, an HDR TV. I do not. This does not get. This panel is uh, Visa Display HDR 600 certified. So hmm. Visa has different display uh, HDR ratings now. And so this hits about 600 nits. That's what it's certified for. HDR TVs tend to hit 1,000, 1,500 nits. So they, they amp up the contrast ratio that much more. Yeah, so because it's I, a little bit more subdued. I, I obviously haven't used a uh, a, a monitor uh, with HDR, but the uh, you know I recently got an HDR TV uh, and I was using the uh, what is that the the Shield TV Nvidia Shield TV and tried streaming some HDR content like uh, Resident Evil Seven I think was was the last <laughs> one I tried and yeah it, it it actually worked pretty good on on the TV uh, after. Some other problems, but yeah, it's it's interesting to to see like it it struggles so hard on the PC when the TV based content, you know, Netflix and you know even consoles, uh, you know, it actually runs pretty well. What sucks is that uh, it is still obviously the young and wonky days in Windows, but uh, a bunch of this stuff is available for television sets like Amazon streams in HDR, mm-hmm. but you can't. On the PC, that's yeah. only available <laughs> to the set top boxes and stuff. Um, it's the same with Microsoft games. Yeah, Microsoft first first party titles are Xbox Play Anywhere, so Sea of Thieves, Gears of War, etc. They all support HDR because the Xbox One X supports HDR, but it didn't show up in the Windows versions of those games, which is a major bummer because Sea yeah. of Thieves would look awesome at night with HDR enabled. Do you think that's a a problem with the Windows Store or? Why, why do you think it's they're not doing that? Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's because PC HDR is still so early. 
And a lot of the problems just come from the fact that Windows doesn't handle it well. So maybe they, Microsoft doesn't want to draw attention to that. Who knows? <laughs> it, or it's I, a mess right now. Yeah, it sounds like, like this is, sounds to me like the standard issue content copy protection stuff that we run into. Yeah. I, I would not expect it to show up in HDR, but when I think about it, it's it's the same issue with just playing Blu-ray HDR on PC. I mean, it's like the only way you can play it is to have somebody show up in an armored car, verify <laughs> that you are not pirating it, and then you can watch it. It's it's pretty insane on the PC. It's getting a little better, but yeah. not that much so better. Some of those same concerns are the reason why it's such a pain on PC. You got to have specific, you know, HDCP compliant, yeah. you know, ports, etc. Think when we looked certain into browsers. That, yeah, we went to the, when we looked into that last year. It was like what two or three motherboards yeah. that could support it, yeah, and it had to be like Core i five or above, KB Lake parts. It was just yeah, motherboard had to support it, and they mm -hmm. had to have Intel SGX or something mm -hmm. like that, and it was really like a massive checklist. And I'm not kidding, you might you might as well just have somebody show up with a suitcase that's like handcuffed <laughs> to their hand. <laughs> And then they unlock it, and you could pull out, and you could play it, and then when you're done, you put it back in, and it's just, it's, but I, is it worth it, though? I guess I, is it really worth it? It depends on the price, because the thing is, most of, most of the HDR monitors that have been released so far have been $1,000-ish, <laughs> like a lot of the high-end ones, because they've been for professional <clears throat> uses, for people who are creating content that need perfect imagery, whatnot. This is a big, fast gorgeous monitor all by itself like even if it didn't have hdr i don't think think 600 would be necessarily outrageous for this monitor hmm. having hdr also included with this particular monitor is like a cherry on top i kind of consider it and i think this specific monitor it's worth it because when you do get hdr working it's usually amazing depending on how the game handles it i although i i gotta say one of the problems with the entire PC community is the very last thing you ever, ever, ever upgrade for. It feels like 98% of all PC users is the monitor. I mean, a lot of us are using monitors that are ancient, right? I mean, we're talking like seven, eight years old and they work fine. So how the hell do you justify going out and blowing a thousand bucks on this thing? I just, I just, this don't... is $600 or I 600 bucks. That's not bad, actually. Yeah, that's not I bad. Mean, no, like, I thought it'd be way more. Because a HDR TV, I just looked it up right now. You get a, I don't know, a Vizio 55-inch TV, 4K, with HDR support, $600 on sale. I mean, I, yeah, I got I got that T TCL that everyone was raving about, and yeah, it was, it was around 600 bucks. Yeah. You know? yeah. TVs I think are this particular thing. monitor is great. Yeah. A lot of monitors are going for 1000 bucks unless you have a specific, like, hey, I could use this for work. I don't know if I'd necessarily spend that, but 600 bucks for that's what you'd pay for a G Sync monitor. And basically, FreeSync 2 brings FreeSync into correlation with how G Sync behaves on high and low frame rates. And it's not free, though, right? They, FreeSync 2, one of the things I think uh, they were saying would not be free. They, they never actually clarified that, but I, I expect really? their certification costs huh. because they have certain. Uh, they have certain things they need to hit to make it a FreeSync 2 monitor, low latency, at least twice the sRGB color gamut, I believe. So, hmm. yeah. And the interesting thing is it's almost the end of April. Uh, NVIDIA's rival G-Sync HDR monitors are expected to land now or soon. They were expected this quarter after being delayed forever since the beginning of last <laughs> year. Um, 
I was kind of thinking about those while I was reviewing this because I really, really like this monitor. It's the best monitor I've ever used. I've used a bunch of monitors. But when I was trying G-Sync HDR at CES demos, <laughs> like when an explosion went off, it was so bright because that does hit at least a thousand nits brightness that I, I physically like put my hand over my eyes and turned <laughs> away. And I never had that experience with this monitor. But as I sat there and thought about it, I'm like, I'm not sure if that's necessarily a good or a bad thing. Because if I'm sitting here playing Far Cry, an explosion goes off and it makes me like shield my eyes and drop the controller and turn away. I'm not sure if that'll be good. So I'll be interested to see how G-Sync HDR panels Hold up. behave. They Hold come out. Brad, I'm sorry. I got to stop you there. You just said you were playing with a controller. I'm sorry. What? No shame. Yeah, I played with a controller. <laughs> what game? That's the beauty of the PC. <laughs> I don't know. I was playing Sea of Thieves with a controller. Or no. I know. I, I do, too. I'm just teasing. I didn't drop the controller. I was using that as an example because I haven't actually used a G-Sync HDR outside of trade shows. So, <laughs> so, I, I, so let's, I, you know what I want to know is what, so the, you know, so assume we're all in the same boat, which is we're, we're all using a, a 19 by, you know, 19 by 10 or 19 by 12 panel that we got for free from the recycled bin from work. I, I bought a new one last year. So Well, you already see that you're one. stuck. You will be using that probably until, <laughs> like, you know, your kids are 12. You don't even have kids yet. You'll be using that forever. But what I want to know is what's everybody's on everybody's you're going out to look for a new monitor today. What's on your mm -hmm. must-have list? FreeSync 2 or G-Sync? Let's just sort of assume... Well, yeah, that is kind of a problem, though, right? See, like, this is what bums me out about FreeSync and G-Sync, because variable refresh rate technology is, like, so good. Once you've used it, you don't want to go back. Yep. But it sucks that it not only locks you into your monitor for 10 years, but because you have that monitor, you're locked into Radeon or GeForce for 10 mm -hmm. years. It sucks mm -hmm. that it's not standardized. Okay, so let us let me start at the other end of this. <laughs> <laughs> what does everybody have to have for, frame, for uh, the refresh rate? 120, 144, 240, or 60? Everybody's got any needs? I mean, I'm talking about us? Yeah. Specifically? If you're going out to shop for a panel right now, do you have to have a 60, a 120, or a high, a standard refresh or high refresh? I got to have high refresh. If I'm going out to buy a new monitor, high refresh. Yeah. I've been using the 4K monitors, so I've been stuck at 60 for about the past year and a half. And now that I've, I've gone back to this and I'm 144 again, I really love, I think, 1440 resolution, 144 hertz is the sweet spot. Right. Yeah. I got to say, it's, I couldn't. I, for me, that's a must-have, high refresh. Okay, number two, panel technology. Crappy-ass TN. <laughs> VA. I don't, I don't think anyone likes TN. TN, so. if you're, you're going to be like I an mean, MLG right. Counter-Strike pro, man, you TN is yeah. the go-to. Do I look like I have those reflexes? I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, forget it. I don't care, but I, I want IPS. I want IPS. I would go with IPS. So, right? So IPS, IPS high refresh. I, I, I need 4K more than I need high refresh. Really? What I do. Yeah, as, yeah. I was actually going to say the same. Oh. We're going back to point number one. I actually am like, Brad, I'm stuck at 60 because I want 4K. So the marketing has worked yeah. on you folks, huh? No, no it's I because have... I actually do work at home and having mm -hmm. that much more real estate to see your Slack conversations. 4K is, so is better, I understand. 4K is better. I mean, when when yeah, when yeah, I need to edit photos or I need to you know do a bunch of... Uh, uh, video editing, I, I need 4K. It's, yeah, I, I, I can't go I'm, back. I'm cheating because I have this 
1440p Samsung monitor setup right now, but my second monitor is 4K. So <laughs> that is a little bit cheating. Yeah, nice. a little or cheating. Or you can say that's just high rolling. <laughs> but I mean, I got to say, if you had to pick, though, would you take? Well, you you yes, know, right? 1440p, no. 144 hertz. Because I don't do definitely. photo editing 4K or anything like that. No. I play games. Yeah, unless I not. I will be honest. If I could do 4K on a 32 or 36 inch panel, that's a little different because now it's big enough to support that resolution. But Anything yeah. less than that to me is just seems like a waste. I mean, there are thirty-inch four K monitors. Yeah, not too many though. But like thirty-two. I mean, it has to be a really big panel. But then I most I don't most four K are twenty-eight inches that I've seen. Yeah, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yeah, but I gotta say, I would take, I would definitely take high refresh over four K, no matter what. That's how I'd prioritize it. Okay, we already have panel type. Uh, okay, aspect ratio. Wide aspect ratio, sixteen by ten. Ooh. Ooh, so okay. 16, 16, the 9, 3, the thing that I want? identified most uh, with in your review, Brad, was you talking about that curved monitor, because mm-hmm. um, one of the things, one of my pet peeves is curved TVs. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I actually love curved monitors because, as you said, it's actually very immersive when you're sitting that close to it. Um, yep. It kind of just wraps around like the edges of your peripheral vision. It feels like I'm in the studio right now, actually. (laughs) Yeah. And I got to say, wide aspect ratios um, that are flat hurt my eyes. Yeah, that's weird. I have one at my desk right now that I've been using. They hurt And it's just, there's like, when you get to the very edges of it, there's just kind of, my eyes don't like it because it's not expecting something that flat for like to extend that long. Yeah. And we actually, I just did a comparison between curved and flat and it was it was painful, and I had a bunch of other people try too, but there, you couldn't explain it. But your eyeballs would actually focus correctly, yes. Whereas they feel like they're it's forced yeah. out a little bit. So yeah, yeah, okay. So Samsung actually offers like an almost an alternative to this CHG seventy. That's an ultra wide forty nine inch curved display, so Ooh. it's like huge and giant. 49. It's only ten eighty p going up and Oof. down it's basically the equivalent of two or three 1080p panels glued <laughs> side by side just one giant monitor that supports hdr so that's funny tn i'm guessing or not a no it's the same as this one it's a va panel oh, it's... oh huh. yeah, some that's vas can be pretty good uh this one's so, good but uh wide aspect ratio nobody cares for it uh, I, yeah. I like it i'm okay. indifferent I, I've actually never used it, so really? I'd like to use it at some point. But uh, the chat seems to, to be pretty uh, on board with wide aspect ratio. So, yeah, yeah, I would be more on board if more games supported it directly, mm-hmm. like natively. It's getting a lot better, but it's still not a hundred percent. Really? Yeah. I'm just surprised. You just assume, but I guess some of the UI can get a little wacky from it. And I guess mm-hmm. it is a little bit of a cheat too. And you know, it's like doing an FOV change. Is that that FOV shouldn't matter on PC. Cheat? Yeah, it shouldn't matter. That's right. Everybody's <laughs> cheating anyway, right? So we don't. Uh, so it's kind of mixed. Eh, wide aspect ratio, give or take. I think all of us are. It sounds like we're indifferent. Where it's like we'll take a good monitor regardless of the aspect ratio. Yeah. So I'm, I don't like four three anymore. Oh. I don't like the standard surface size or iPad size you, iPad ratio. You know the thing is like, though, I actually still. So confession time. You know how uh, Gordon was saying earlier that you know. We all hang on to our monitors forever. I still have a CRT on my desk. Oh, Jesus. And it's a 4-3 aspect ratio. And the reason they have it is because I still have, like, DVDs and video that I took, like, ages ago that are in <laughs> that aspect face. ratio. <laughs> and it drives me less crazy to have it, like, properly fill the screen. 
I Ooh. love it. Should, uh, should hook up an old Nintendo to it, too. Uh, I might have already. Yeah. Yeah. See, all CRTs belong in your garage or basement. That's my feeling. But And I have one oh, in my yeah. basement. Your face, Gordon. Yeah. No, Gordon's I mean, come on. It's like actually on your desk. I yeah. mean, that's just like. It I lives didn't... alongside the others. It's fine. Yeah. You, you know, that's like, oh, just. Oh. Her desk has to hold up at least 300 pounds of weight. <laughs> Although I will say, I swear to God, we've all forgotten. But if you actually play on a CRT and then you play on even a really, really good LCD panel, you'll be blown away by the response. I mean, just it is just like I can imagine it'll it'll make you go like, oh, we've really forgotten just what, uh, you know, CRTs. Yeah. And, and like they are the better. Colors, at some the colors are pretty good, too. That's one of the reasons I also held on to it for a while. The response. I mean, the, 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 the lag is just like zero compared to even really, really good. LCDs, uh, in my opinion. It's been a while. Rusty but. on YouTube says, uh, Dear Lord, a CRT. Are we back in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. With your. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's 2005, I think. WD <laughs> Raptor 10K drives and your CRT panels. Do a little. It wasn't that long ago that we were all still computing. using those at work. <laughs> uh, so, okay, we got aspect ratio. I actually still run 16 by 10 on a 30 inch, so it is actually wide angle. It's also, I mean, it's wide aspect ratio <laughs> and also taller, so that's why I'm okay with it. And the last thing, of course, G Sync or Free Sync. Ooh. Depends on what card you have. Well, yeah. I mean, no. that's the problem with it being proprietary. I don't think it works that way, Brad. I don't think it's. <laughs> I, I think if you were going out to shop and you found your perfect 144, you know, whatever aspect ratio, whatever curve you want, and then you go like, uh, am I betting on AMD being in front or NVIDIA being in front of graphics? And I'm making a really big investment. I'm going to be using this damn thing for like seven or 10 years. So. I'm hedging. Uh, I'm in the market to get a 4K monitor. I haven't bought it yet, but that's my next purchase for the year. And I'm actually going to be hedging my bets towards uh, FreeSync because my my reasoning for that is I don't... Vega was just so good. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my reason is that I don't game as much on PC and... I'm fine with, you know, the 290X I still have right now. So it'll support that for the short term. And for the long term, um, I don't think I'd ever pay the premium for a G-Sync monitor anyway. So if I decided to go with an NVIDIA card, it's not like I'm losing something in the process. I only have something to gain if I stay with AMD. So basically, you don't even care. You might as well. It doesn't even have to have a refresh. Because you're, I, it just ain't going to, I don't like, like, honestly, I got to be honest. If I'm honest... I'm going to go out and get a G-Sync monitor, right? Because I, I can read the way the winds are going. This is not, we're not going to suddenly all switch over to Radeon anytime soon here. I mean, unless it changes. But if you had to be like, what am I going to get, you know, compatible with a high refresh? It's going to be G-Sync, right? Well, there's a lot of people these days that have Polaris cards, so I wouldn't write them off. And these days, I mean, Vega really does do a great job at 1440p. And 1440p is mm. where you're going to find those high refresh rate panels. Yeah, but so. I'm, I I think as a practical, like you really got to you got to be honest with the market and the way Nvidia's positioning, and like they could just bust out with you know sure. Volta, whatever yeah. whatever it's sure. called, yeah. name, and but you'll that, be like, oh my god, this thing is man, X amount faster. Yeah. That premium you're paying for G Sync though. Yeah, but what I mean, basically, you get a, a variable refresh. A monitor that works with the graphic high-end graphics card you're probably going to be running or you got nothing at all you must just buy no variable refresh right once the thing is yes you do pay a premium for g-sync 
but it does stuff that FreeSync doesn't, like the low frame rate compensation. Once you get a fancier FreeSync monitor that adds in those optional features, the prices tend to creep pretty close to the G-Sync levels. Yeah. And I, I got to say, I, I don't know when Navi's going to come out, but, you know, all, all indications are that, yeah, NVIDIA is going to be in front again for a while for graphics, right? So I, I have to agree with Gordon. Yeah, at, at this point, I I haven't seen a compelling reason to, to sneak over to AMD cards, so I would right. just invest personally. Well, if you're talking about ultra high end, yeah, I'll agree with that in the short term at least because it doesn't sound like there's going to be a Radeon card this year, and it sounds like there's going to be a GeForce refresh. Yeah. So, but I mean, not, I mean, it'll start at the high end, and then it'll then it'll mm-hmm. just you know trickle down a but I mean, mid range like and low this, end. And... Like this generation, Nvidia is the clear winner, but AMD has been constantly competitive on graphics up until pretty much Vega. I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, it seems a little short sighted. Like the Fury X, people dump on the original Fury X. Like Gordon. it came out and was right there with the. Uh, 980 Ti uh, for the exact same price. It was just a little bit slower. Yeah, except that nobody could buy the Fury X card was the problem. Yeah. That's that's (laughs) the problem to be able to buy them and the prices of GeForce cards are pretty artificial because they have they right. have no competition. But we do know if NVIDIA wanted to, they could be highly competitive with what the prices. Well, and and the so. driver support too, right? I mean, that that's always been the other big thing is that uh, oh, the Radeon well, drivers no, have taken a while. I know they they caught it now, you know, but yeah. in the past, that's always been like eh. But you really think that in this case, past performance is going to be an indicator of future performance? Because I don't think that's true. True. Well, I mean, a- I, AMD drivers have kicked ass for about two years now. Yeah. Yeah. Since they made it, Radeon Technologies Group. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. Is, which is a, a bummer that you know Vega came out like it did because you know you you want to have both in lockstep and, and actually um, Ruru two over on YouTube uh, thinks that uh, the Infinity Infinity Fabric Tech will come into the uh, next gen cards and and hopefully you know maybe that'll save it. Well, well, I'm very interested. That's what I'm curious to see because I got. I, Ease that question in there. I didn't go too far when we had Jim Anderson on the other day, whether or not the multi-module design horizon could apply the graphics. And he said, yeah, definitely. 100% could. So Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and, you know, in fact, the APU is actually built on an Infinity Fabric, too. So it's all connected on, on the IF stuff. So cool stuff. Um, doesn't really affect my G-Sync panel, though. So. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Gordon, I just think it's a little short-sighted because we're talking basically about the equivalent of almost like, I don't know, a car purchase, right? Most people yeah. have either one of two philosophies. Either they're the type of people who are going to like lease a car because they want to constantly have something new. So they're like buying and selling, essentially. You know, and then you have other people who are just going to buy that one car that's going to last until it's run into the dirt. And so if you're buying a monitor with that kind of perspective, sure... For the next year or so, NVIDIA will be ahead. But as Brad points out, they've always been kind of like going back and forth. It's not like on the CPU side where there was just that really long dry spell on AMD's part. I, I guess I disagree because when I look at there, there is sort of like some competition at the mid range, mid to, you know, mid tier range. There mm-hmm. has been competition, but at the top end, NVIDIA has ruled roost. They come out with cards at will when they want to and i i just don't see that changing anytime soon you know and if i'm going to make an investment in a monitor i'm going to use for 10 years i mean 
it's like saying I'm going to buy this car that has an electronic system well, that works with with uh, Windows Phone because I know it's going to come back, right? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. I mean, it's not the same. It's not the same. It's, it's, not the same. it's, like, choosing, it's like choosing between know, Apple really and unfair. Android auto stuff. I disagree, though. That is, I think that's very different. I think that's very different because clearly for gaming, I mean, Nvidia has. 70% of the market. I'm so. not saying they don't. I'm just saying that it's, I don't think it's just an automatic lock for like GC no, yeah, choice. I, I think what's going to happen is people are going to go out and they're going to buy a FreeSync monitor and they're going to run GeForce card and they'll just never know because they, they'll never be able to turn it on. <laughs> and that's what the reality is. But if you really had the chance to, to, to hit all our, if you, I could have an IPS 144, you know, wide aspect ratio. I mean, Sure, if money's not an issue, G-Sync we would all buy Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, re- reality is that G Sync is probably going to be the better investment if I care about variable refresh, right? I mean, that's just reality. So I don't. I, I, I would don't love. Necessarily... To, I would love At to that see ultra that. high end, maybe. But I don't agree with you in general. <laughs> uh, in general, general, general. Like yeah. like the three ninety X and the two ninety X were right there with Nvidia's top end cards at the time. I, sorry, uh, I, I couldn't hear you, Brad, over the sounds of my 290X. <laughs> well, that's true. Once you put a cooler on it, it was all right, though. <laughs> hey, it keeps me warm in the winter. <laughs> I just, I would be afraid. You know what? You could probably use a 290X's fans as a, as a food processor because, I mean, it was like 12,000 RPM. Perfect. Those things are, uh, I, and I'm burning all the time. Sorry, I'm yeah, burning all the time. Uh, well, re- re- few- real quick before we, we move on to the next one, the uh, uh, any updates on FreeSync 2 with Xbox? I know uh, somebody's looking at that. Uh, I think Rusty had asked. I mean, FreeSync, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to just talk about generally FreeSync support is enabled now, but yeah. in terms of FreeSync. Are we doing anything around it? I is- am trying to source a FreeSync monitor in the office, and once I do, yes, we will try to do something with that. Okay. That's all. You can get a cheap one for like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of asking if we could just obtain one. Yeah, but isn't that sort of like um, is isn't FreeSync on a on a console like my ninety nine Honda Cords speedometer that says one hundred twenty oh, okay. miles an hour? If you right, say that, Phil Gordon, you're, 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 you're dissing APUs right 140 now. One hundred forty mile are, an hour. The you new are one. dissing the rise in APUs right now. And, 140 miles an hour in my Honda. Oh, I should add, though, that I think the FreeSync support is still in, like, beta right now. It's only to, like, Xbox Insiders, but I don't think it's been released, like, for the general public just yet. But it's out there. And and I think that's limited to FreeSync 1. I don't think FreeSync 2, which deals more specifically with HDR and with how monitors behave. Oh, in terms of rollout? Yeah, I don't know if they've rolled out the FreeSync 2 support, but they did say they were going to... At some point. Oh, okay. Um, Based on conversations, I think that they had at E3 or Gamescom last year, but I'll have to go back and double check that. Are there any FreeSync TVs? No. No. No, no. They're doing a lot of support right now on Xbox One specific to like PC support. They just just unveiled the whole like 120 hertz support, which I can't wrap my brain around, but that's a whole different conversation. Like I said, speedometer, 120 (laughs) miles an hour. Makes you feel better for some reason. I think I think that would be good for videos. That would be my guess. Like even if games are frame rate capped at thirty or sixty frames per second on a console, videos could probably run faster. Yeah, I guess. But then it just looks weird, you know. High high frame rate videos are just odd, unless they're specifically for something. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
All right, cool. Let's let's move Bundle it on. Time. Last thing. So, yeah. of course, uh, see, I am pro AMD. I'm about to tell you about this great deal <laughs> AMD has. Got this great deal for you. Got a good oh, deal boy. for you. Uh, AMD, of course, realizing that uh, uh, miners are creating issues for uh, its customers. So they have now come up with the Combat Crate. Combat uh, Crate! Combat Crate concept that's actually on Amazon.com. You go to PC World, read the story today, but basically you get... A uh, B three fifty board, right? Yep, a Ryzen five sixteen hundred. This is an MSI package and an MSI RX uh, five eighty with eight gigs of RAM. Yeah, for... that's pretty nice. The good news is it's five fifty. I guess when it came out on Monday, it was six hundred dollars, and which was actually more expensive than buying all the parts alone. And now really? they just cut that. Yeah, it was like it's like five eighty. If you just bought all the parts separately on Amazon, mm. if if you went price shopping for it, yeah, because yeah. on other sites the graphics card was more expensive. Yeah. It was like on the line. But even on Amazon, assuming you were buying the combat crate there for six hundred bucks, <laughs> those three parts that were sold to you would be five eighty. Uh, AMD uh, has since cut the price of it to five fifty. It looks like, <laughs> which is like, hey, five fifty versus five eighty, and then as Brad says, you know, if you're going to go on Newegg, three sixty five for that RX five eighty card, right? Mm-hmm. That's Gosh. insane. Yep, nice by itself. So three sixty five for the RX five eighty by itself. Yeah, uh, and but this whole thing is five hundred and fifty bucks, and that includes a six core twelve thread processor and a motherboard that can overclock. Uh, and by the way, uh, does it bug you guys and gals that it is a Ryzen five sixteen hundred though? No, instead of a second no, gen. Because I think it's still appropriately priced to what that part is. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's still gonna... a six core freaking machine. You're not going to be like the internet and say, this is just a last year's part you're just trying to bundle up and sell to me. But if you're getting a deal when you're being sold last year's part, I don't think you have grounds to complain. Yeah, very true. Do you think it actually will work to stop miners? No. Um, They would, maybe because it is last year's part, because there probably wouldn't be a hot resale market for 1600 at this point that oh, the 2600 is out. That's good true. Point. So Yeah. I still will never mm-hmm. understand mine, that whole minor mentality. I'm going to get this video card. I'm going to make uh, $85,000 off of it, but it's going to stop me from buying it because I have to pay $100 for the CPU bundle. <laughs> it's really it's really starting to die down, too. Yeah. Like, it's starting to come back to reality a bit, even though it's still not there yet. Yeah. So if, so, if a miner did buy that to try to sell it, I think they'd be really making a bad investment there. I'm just bummed that they didn't partner with Mortal Kombat. Uh, you know, and, and called it a combat crate with K's, you know. <laughs> is that in the game? Yeah. Mortal Kombat is spelled with a K or yeah. the C. Uh, f- yeah. Isn't it weird that K was a thing for a while and now like Z is a thing? Just I, moving between L letters and the alphabet. I was just thinking though, so the good, I, I think what's really good about this combat is. Combat crates with a Z. If the prices go up there, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they still fluctuate. If the, if the prices go up again, I mean, the RX 580 was 460 bucks a month ago, Ooh. so. It's like the yeah. hardware equivalent of a hedge. <laughs> or I kind of like what I'm going to expect. People don't know this. Jim Anderson was here. He told me after the interview was oh, over. Oh, don't spill the secrets. The actual idea with the combat crate, I'm making all of this up. I'm just lying, by the way, <laughs> is that eventually they will have, uh, they will actually get a C-130 and they will fly over areas <laughs> where gamers are and they will parachute these uh, video cards, the packages in. And then as a gamer, you go like, oh, my God, there's a combat crate up on that hill. And you'll be running. And the other people will be running up there. And 
And then another battle royale will start. And another battle royale because it's the only way you're going to get that GPU if they go back up again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a little parachute just kind of... Nice. Well, uh, green, smoke smoke. green smoke, green smoke, it's the RX 580. <laughs> uh, well, Raphael over on uh, Facebook says uh, he only mined for six months and the equipment paid for itself. Six months seems like a long time, actually. Yeah. But, Raphael, did you actually like... Oh, so you kept it, but I'm what I'm saying is the messed up thing is you. you oh, then you sell it. It's yeah, like yeah. the rental car company. They get this car. They basically made eighty five thousand dollars off renting that car for what eighteen months, and then they sell the damn thing for eighty percent of the value of the rental car. Right? That's just been beat to hell. Like a police car is in better shape, or a taxi cab. <laughs> I do like I do like those old ta- uh, police cars that. You know, you could obviously obviously tell that they're old police cars that people buy. Yeah, yeah. The Crown I, Victoria. I think, I think these are a good deal though, because it's like in your article you're saying when it first came out at six hundred bucks, you could get them all together for five hundred eighty-seven bucks. Let's say five hundred ninety. But that was only because that particular car was on that day. Everywhere else, it was forty dollars more. Yeah. So that would put the cost up to what six hundred and thirty bucks. So to get these for 550 bucks, I think that's that's good for what you can find these days with graphics cards price being what they are. The MSI armor uh, cooler is kind of doo-doo, but it shouldn't be too bad. Come on, on it's too fans. Tell us how you feel. It's too fans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we do have a couple people in the chat saying that... Uh, that if you buy all three parts on Newegg right now, it's it's uh, like separately, it's actually $30 less and that we're ignorant. Oh, so it changed. It changed from Monday till now. Yeah, but you know what? There's a crate that just dropped in your neighborhood. Okay. <laughs> Go you, get you, it. You get away from your computer, but run up that hill because there's somebody going up there right now. Yeah, I'm making that up. <laughs> Pricing is going to fluctuate because it is a first-gen part, and graphics cards prices are fluctuating so much. So yeah. it's going to vary day to day. Yeah, it changes. In fact, I mean, I, this morning I checked it on Amazon. It was still about 590 for those three parts. So. And by yeah. this morning, he means like literally about 30 minutes before we started shooting the right. show. Nice. So, <laughs> I mean, Newegg constantly has sales, so it's not, you know, unfathomable that you would be able to beat that price, but you would just have to be watching really carefully every day and just kind of making sure you're cherry picking the right sales to, you know, outdo it. Yep. There are some people who don't want to go through that hassle, so I can, I can see the combat crate being worth their time. Is is it? Or, I mean, I guess how long can they do? They have to do this though. If the whole like mining craze goes away and you can actually get GPs again, do they still need to bundle these things? Is it worth? They'll doing probably or? stop. It's probably a mixture of that and getting rid of the old Ryzen stock. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if it stops when Ryzen's done. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, uh, AMD told us this morning that there will also be Ryzen seven seventeen hundred gamma crate bundles oh, right. soon. Yep. Oh, nice. Oh, okay, those are the huh. crates with the blue smoke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. You'll never get to the crate. Do we You'll have get time? sniped before you ever get For there. For questions? No, we, we probably need to wrap it up. But oh. you, you know what we should do? Next time we, we just need to do a, an all-question episode or oh, something. Yeah, because we have yeah. some good ones. Yeah, there, there's some good questions. We sorry. Got an email. You know, yeah. Sorry. Uh, we got hard out. Sorry. Plus, it's, um, it's, you know, it's a thousand degrees in here still, and I got to really go potty, so. The next episode <laughs> is episode 50. <laughs> episode 50. Spending the whole time talking. Back and oh, forth with oh, yeah. the audience who let a... us go 50 episodes. Sounds like a great idea to we, me. We can reminisce yeah. about the good old days of episode zero. 
you know, when we fun. started. We, you know Wait, what we could do? Is, is we could just cobble the old ones together. Oh, that's a what we should show. do. A clip, yeah. just a clip a clip. Hey, do you remember this highlight? And then just play it and then talk about it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just have constant shots of Gordon sprinkling paper into his subway sandwich. Yes. That's a, that'd be a good one. <laughs> You're going to, on those SSDs, they're going to move down. You're going to have to eat that paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take us out because I got to go stand in line for the Avengers movie. We can talk about that next week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Check back next week for your fix of PC talk on the full nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Also, it is mandatory now under federal law. Regulation CF 14 subtitle five to leave a review on iTunes <laughs> positive only of the full nerd. Sorry. It's actually been passed in the latest bill from Congress. Also send questions and comments to the full nerd at pcworld.com. I am actually reading them. We have a bunch we're going to talk about next time. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Elaine Yee. Bye everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray will take us out. Uh, everyone go build a PC. Running to the bathroom.